0: Hello, everybody, and welcome. My name is Jorge Olsson, and today we are speaking with Larry Gilmore, and we are exploring his planning, and what he is doing in the beverage industry. Larry is a good friend. We're doing some joint ventures, exploring new projects, and I have him here with me today on the phone. Larry, how are you today?
1: I'm doing great, and I appreciate the chance to talk to everybody.
0: Sure thing. Larry, where are you calling us from today?
1: I am actually in uh, Arcadia, California, just outside of uh, Pasadena. Perfect. Larry, the first thing I want to ask you is,
0: what's flavor
1: Well, ba- basically, Crowdsleaver is a, a company that um, I started about a year ago, and basically the um, the the premise that there are a lot of, uh, you know, that there's a beverage industry out there that's uh, really waiting for some, you know, great flavors and, and great type of crowd favorite drinks that uh, seminate or germinate from uh, different uh, ethnic backgrounds and, and different crowds, as I call it. Um, and, and so I'm really trying to get at how do you find those crowd favorite drinks and, and get them out into the mass market.
0: So in essence,
1: crow is letting the people decide
0: what they want from their own ethnicity, let's say.
1: Yeah, it's like a it's like a, a social flavor creation company. So so we're out there looking in, in different places where people love to hang out, they love to eat, drink, you know, where foodies are, and then they have these favorite uh beverages that, that they, you know, really uh they um, attract them, and, and they've had for many, many years, let's say, is uh, growing up, but can't find it in the mass market, and we're basically a company that are taking those uh, favorite type of drinks, um, you know, drinks that um, bring emotional appeal, drinks that bring flavor appeal, um, they comfort drinks um, out to people.
0: And how did you come up with the idea of doing this type of, of beverage for 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 the masses, let's say
1: um, well it was actually an, an interesting process that I'm actually completing a master's degree in um, agribusiness at the like, State University, which is one of the kind of the premier universities for agriculture and agribusiness and um You know that really started because I've been working in a in a uh, an agribusiness for about the last seven years. So I decided I wanted to see what uh, academia had to say about the field. And and through my thesis process, I you know I I was looking at different uh, industries that uh, in the agribusiness field that you know where you can make some money that were exciting that uh, you know really could be profitable, and I, I kind of stumbled upon, uh, I saw the gap in the, in the beverage industry where, you know, I thought I could really um, bring some uh, expertise and some fun and excitement there to, to create uh, the beverages like I mentioned.
0: Beautiful, and one of the things that I like is how you empower the different ethnicities for starting, let's say, with date, the date tea idea, how you empower right. the, the people to also participate in this, and, and you employ them, you make them entrepreneurs, so you take the idea that they have, in this case, for date tea, which is one of the most original ideas I've seen, and then you empower the creators to become entrepreneurs with your help. I love that uh, section of your business.
1: Yeah, it, it's you know I, I guess really I, I wanted to emphasize on the call too that um, you know there's a real difference between innovation and um and being an entrepreneur, entrepreneurism. Uh, you know my uh, thesis is on the uh, the decision making process that entrepreneurs use to launch products into the market, and specifically the fact that most entrepreneurs don't make the right uh, decisions during, you know, different gating processes, you know, um, as they go along. But many times it's really very difficult to pull out, let's say, or to decide when to keep going. Um, and, and so that's really an entrepreneurial process, you know, whereas the, the innovation process is looking at, you know, how do you take these drinks and you come up, you know, you're in your kitchen or in a restaurant or something and you get a great drink with great ingredients. Fresh, health, love, you know—how do you get that into the market? The, the innovation process happens in your kitchen, let's say, but the entrepreneurial process happens in the marketplace. And I've basically what I'm doing is I'm finding those innovators who are not able to get it out into the marketplace and how to commercialize their products. So working with them to get the products into the marketplace. Um, and which you know I'm also happy to uh, be be working with you Jorge to to help me do that so you've given given me a lot of uh, advice and helped help my company a lot along the way well' I'm, I'm very glad
0: you know Larry one of the things that, that I see here is uh, and I love the way you describe it is you're absolutely right a tinker, an inventor somebody with a, the idea is not an entrepreneur because if everybody who has a good idea would be an entrepreneur, they would probably all be rich. <laughs> so yeah, right. there's some entrepreneurs with no ideas, and then there's a lot of inventors, a lot of thinkers that are not entrepreneurs, and their idea always stays in the kitchen table.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, really like, like Dr. Pepper started out exactly the same way year, You know, in the early 1900s or late 1800s. You know, where you had an innovator who didn't really know what to do with this syrupy kind of drink and and found an entrepreneur, and, you know, the rest is history. Um, You know, it it reminds me actually of of a time when, uh, you know, I actually went parachuting uh, many years ago when when I was young and and adventurous. And, you know, during a class, we had like six hours of training on how to jump out of the airplane. And one of my friends asked a question, well, you know, I the instructor, you know, if there's a safety chute, you know, how how long if my main chute doesn't work, how long do I have to be, before I need to pull my safety chute? And the instructor said, Well, the rest of your life. And, and <laughs> yeah. So you may wonder how that applies, but when you look at an entrepreneur or you look at innovators, I mean you have decision making processes and if you don't things in the right way or the right time, you know, you 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 only have the rest of the life of the company to make that decision, and and it could be a very short one if you don't get the right people, the right backing, the you know the the right team behind you. You know, you're just going to have a very short life, and and you'll be out.
0: I like I like the analogy, and also in in my eye, the fact that you're empowering the thinker, the people with the ideas, and I told you this before, that the fact that you're doing this, you're you you fall into my category of of social entrepreneur where you're not just you doing this to make money, you're actually empowering in this case, people in cultures as well, because you have a very specific culture play in your company. Mm-hmm.
1: Right, yeah, and, and I think it's, you know, it's just, it's fun. It, I mean, it's a lot of hard work, and sometimes I don't know why I started doing it, but, you know, it's actually a lot of fun <laughs> most, most of the time.
0: And, in, you know, founders and entrepreneurs come from from all types of companies, all types of backgrounds.
1: Right. Now let's talk yeah, a
0: little bit about your
1: background. Sure. Um yeah i before this you know I, I somewhat you know you can say i'm i'm kind of a, uh, I've, uh, I have a smattering of uh experienced jack of all trades a little bit I've, I've been an executive in um different businesses um most recently in a nasdaq listed company with with about five hundred million dollars in revenue um and I started with the company um it's called Yongle international. it's in China. I was living in Beijing at the time and I started with them in about 2007 and they were making roughly $13 million in revenue and helped to garner a private investment and public investment. We were able to raise about $100 million in the worst economic downturn that we've known in recent history that we were able to find money because we had a really attractive story. Um, so we went to Wall Street, raised the money, and the company was able to go from, like I mentioned, about $13 million in revenue up to, you know, $500 million just recently because of the investment that we attracted because of the notoriety. Uh, Motley Fool wrote about us, um, you know, a lot of different investment, and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, it was a lot of, you know, a lot of hard work, but a lot of fun, and, and so I learned a lot about working in agriculture because they a fertilized company. Where I learned a lot about growing crops and, you know, what it takes to get product to market. You know, a lot a lot of really great things I learned there. Um, and, and previous to that, I worked for Deloitte & Touche doing uh, salting um, and, and also worked for some other, uh, you know, companies in, in management as well. Wow. Talk about a good track record. So you raised? A hundred million dollars and then the company
0: went from thirteen million to what did you say how much
1: uh during the, the during the fundraising time uh, we raised went from thirteen million to probably two hundred as we raised wow. about a hundred million in equity and then after that since since that time because of that influx of cash they were able to go up to about five hundred million Wow that's
0: an incredible track record Larry congratulations that's Awesome. Now tell us, uh, t- t- tell the listeners what it is a type and what is a reverse merger so that they can understand what you did with, with this because regardless of the complexity of going from $13 million to nine hundred million million, there's another complexity of going public the way you did in raising capital which just adds to the level of complexity. Why do you explain it for our listeners?
1: Yeah, so basically, you have companies who are um, you. You have these uh, a pipe transaction is basically is a private private um money that comes into a public entity, uh, private investment into a public entity. So you have investors who want to put money into your company, and they they want to do it basically before you know you go. Public and, and it's kind of this reverse transaction or reverse takeover. Some of you've heard about. So you, you put some money in and then there's, there's a reverse merge into a into a shell company and it's all. I mean, it all sounds very complicated, kind of strange, but it works and it and it helps it helps a private company basically transform itself into a public company and have some money, you know, to do that. Um, and really, companies do that because you may not be able to get loans from banks or whatever. But through this process, you're able to get some cash to help grow the company um, and, and really catapult your growth and, and sales and everything. So, you um, know, everyone's kind of familiar with uh, public shares and you know buying Apple shares or whatever. But this is a little bit kind of before that process when the company is much younger. <laughs>
0: And then, of course, it allows you to raise capital easier because they have an next strategy. They don't have to wait until you sell the company. They can just exit in the stock market, correct?
1: Right, right. A lot, a lot of investors, They a lot of these investors are, you know, pretty opportunistic. So they want to get in with the company when they're in their huge growth platform um, and make money, you know, come in at a dollar a share and, and get out at, eight dollars a share or 10 or you know rather than staying with the company from 10 to 12 you know after you're pretty mature the stock appreciation uh kind of levels off and you're not going to get a whole you know unless you have like apple but not many companies are like that so it kind of levels off and then you don't get as much from appreciation but you know maybe get you get it from dividends or something so that it's it's an early way to get money into the company, and investors get a lot of return off of it.
0: Okay, and and even even if you don't get the the appreciation, if if a company you can still get funding, which is important for for you, because right. you need the cash flow, right? And you need to operate right. and
1: grow and
0: get more distribution. Right. Uh, it allows right. you to get more money in
1: and grow. Right. I mean, you have a great idea. People realize that you know. They think that if you have a great idea, it should sell. But there's so much that goes into get encapsulate this great idea with the marketing and sales uh, platform, or or to really catapult it. You know, you have to have marketing dollars. You have to have a lot of money that's put into the company before it ever sees any revenue at all. You know, so you, that that's the the main issue is that you have to have the money for marketing and sales and building the team and you know, before you get any kind of money coming into the company, you know. I mean, if anyone watches Shark Tank, you, you totally understand the, the process of trying to convince people, you know, that you need money before you have much revenue at all, you know. There's more than just that great idea. It's the team. It's everything else.
0: Absolutely. And just uh, so to who I am, a lot of you already know me. Either personally, or you've been to my webinars, you've read my articles, maybe you've read my books. I've been in consumer package goods and the beverage industry for a while. I do project management, I do beverage development, and I am the president and CEO of the largest full-service beverage development company in the U.S. I've also worked with companies, several of them, including as president and CEO. I'm the author of two books. And I have a, more, more books coming, including one that's coming soon. Two that are coming soon this year, one in a collaboration with Steve Forbes and the other one in a collaboration with Dan Kennedy. So make sure you, you, you read those when they come up. And you can buy my books in the local bookstore, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, etc., let's talk about your products under your umbrella you have different products let's start with with the date tea ground tea tell us about that product actually the what's interesting about this is the ground tea that you see here the ground tea came from dates you have the dates, and then you have to roast the dates. When you roast the dates, you 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 sell them, and then by then you have to you have to um, put them in your coffee maker. Is that right, Larry?
1: Yeah, right. So for our, for our ground key, you know, I think the, the the difficult part about what we did with this first, first uh, with our Unite brand, which I should say, you know, premier brands helping the ground up to put together the concept, the packaging, um, you know, really how to get out and, and talk to you know to the consumers and all a lot of the messaging. So I appreciate the your brand sure. managers and everyone who did that. For basically, for the ground tea you know we we take date beans uh, date seeds you know that uh, just like a coffee bean and and we roast it and then we uh grind it we have some different uh proprietary blends to different herbs that we add with it um to to make it you know just it's like it basically it's kind of a blend between coffee and a tea um and it, it's just it's it's great tasting. It's got um, you know a lot of antioxidants, and it. it's really it's a it's a great tasting product that is actually never been on the market before. So that's a lot of the the challenge that we had is trying to get an ingredient that's never been commercialized before out into the market. So that that's been a fairly challenging process.
0: But but at the same time, Larry, at the same time, I think that's the genius that you have behind the product because. As I told you before, I rarely see an original product in this business. I rarely see a true unique selling proposition with something that is inventive, that is innovative, and just new, and this product is new. So, of course, we have the challenges because you are first to market and we need the early adopters to buy the product, including supermarkets, convenience stores, distributors, and everybody else, but at the same time, the best asset that you have is precisely that—that that you are first to market—and I think right. that's going to show up in the next couple of months, in the next couple of years, once the company grows exponentially. So that's right. going to be great.
1: That—that—that—that's what—that—that's really our hope and and our you know what we're planning for. So we we have a whole structure behind the company fundraising plans, um, you know, the team that we want to have together, the back office for the, you know, for all the admins, for the sales team, you know, all of them will just help support, you know, once we start getting traction.
0: And, and, and you have under the, the UNI-P or uni tea umbrella, you also have your ready-to-drink tea. Tell us about the product, the ready-to-drink
1: product. All right, so the, the so ready to drink tea is basically a brewed tea uh, that is our first flavor is a mango peach. We wanted it to be a little bit exotic, something that um, people thought sounded you know really flavorful and, and sounded really great and attracting. Um, and so it's basically just brewed from our our date bean um, that we we uh, roast ourselves. Um, and some of the unique characteristics are that, you know, it's really quick to market because we get everything from uh, here near Palms, California, from the Coachella Valley. Uh, we, we get it off the farm. We, we take it and we process and then we roast and we get it to the the uh, packaging company or to the uh, bottling company and then out into um, you know, to the consumer very quickly compared to like if you have a, a tea that's grown in India, you know, how long or in China, how long does it take from being picked until it gets actually to the to the consumer, you know, it, it's really a long time. Ours is fresh, you know, it's quick, it's flavorful, um, and, and yeah, really proud of it. Beautiful, and this is a ready-to-drink tea
0: that, you can buy in any store. You pick it out of the refrigerator. You open it, and you drink it. The other one, you buy it. You take it home. Uh, you you don't drink it there because it's 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 ground. So you have to take it home. And then how you how do you prepare it? The
1: ground one for, for the ground tea, just like you would any uh, like coffee type product. So you two to three tablespoons for, per per uh, serving. Um, and, and you really kind of blend it to taste, but you could do it through your coffee maker. I, I do it through kind of a French press. Uh, you can use a tea a tea infuser. I mean, the, different ways, but it, it, it's like a coffee, um, and in, in the way that that you prepare it. And, and down the road, we're, we're going to like to have us like a single serving type, you know, tea or bags, and and that kind of thing. Something for the for the uh, the different machines that are out there. Right now, we ha- we have it in the in the one pound pouch. One pound, perfect. Now you have a third product
0: right now under the same umbrella, which is the Mexican mocha latte. Tell us
1: about that product. Yeah, so that's really interesting. We we use uh, um, the same company that does a lot of coffee formulations for companies out um, out here in California, um, and they've. they've you know, done this type of uh, beverage for many different famous companies. And um, so we just put together something that has Mexican chocolate and and really kind of gets people, you know, people, um, you know, reminds them of, you know, when they're growing up and having some kind of chocolate drink like this with their, you know, that their grandmother made or their mom at night, you know. It's something that really just reminds, it's got a great taste, chocolate taste. Um, but the one thing to remind for our uh, date products, these date bean products, is there's it's naturally caffeine free, um, so anyone can drink it. Kids can have it, and parents don't have to be worried about them getting caffeine. Um, and it tastes it tastes so very close to coffee, but then it also has a date taste, which is a little bit different. So um, it's really professional formulation really tasty. Um, It's a lot like a frappuccino that you might buy from a Starbucks. Um, And, uh, yeah, so it's a good product.
0: Perfect. And and let me tell some of our listeners about Mexican products in the United States. Some of the large companies, including Coca-Cola, Procter & Gamble, and Unilever and other products are betting heavily on Mexican products. They are acquiring large Mexican companies. Uh, bringing them to the United States even some of the Mexican companies that come by themselves like bimbo is is a perfect example they bought Sara Lee now they're becoming one of the largest bread companies in the US a lot of companies are betting Mexican not necessarily Latin or Hispanic but these are Mexican specific products if you go to stores in a lot of the uh, states you will see these kind of product in Mexican stores Mexican specific stores Mexican convenience you can supermarket and others if you go to California if you go to Texas you will see these types and other Mexican products in every store you will see it in your Walgreens you will see it in your CVS you will see it in your Kroger or Kroger, Kroger affiliate you will see it in a 7-Eleven, in a Valero, in a Circle K. So, if you go to certain states, as an example, California, Texas, you will see products are completely crossover. Everybody's drinking them. Everybody's taking them. So, this is a very smart move in Larry's company to start with some of the Mexican products. His niche product, because that's where he'll get it going, especially where we are in California. And now, tell us about your other
1: product. Tell us about your juice. Yeah, our, our juice product is basically also the first ever on the market. Um, we we we've created the ability to take the super date fruit. The date fruit has so many um, vitamins and, and minerals, you know. People have known about the date fruit, you know, all the way for for centuries. You know, Cleopatra. I don't know. You, way back when, people have been eating, you know, date fruit, and and it's so healthy. Um, and so we've been able to take all of those vitamins, and minerals, and get them into a liquid form. That then we can mix with, uh, you know, tangerine juice. Also, tangerines or oranges coming from California, and mix it together with that citrus to have a great taste, to have all the vitamins of the citrus fruit as well as from the date fruit. And as you can see from the presentation, the uh, the color is still takes on the the tangerine juice color, um, even though it has the date infusion. Um, So many people are. You know, it's it's pretty amazing that we've been able to um, infuse it with a, a date without changing the color, um, and, and people think that that is a great taste. It's really healthy. Um, kids love it, you know, uh, they, and so it, we're, we're very proud of it. And how many other
0: juices do you plan on on, on producing?
1: Uh, right now, we're just uh, we're concentrating on these uh, for the juice. We have the tangerine. We we have some in, in research and development. Um, some other juices that will that will release later. But right now, this is kind of our headline product for for the juices because it because it's unique. You know, tangerines right now. You've got all the cuties. You've got. I mean, tangerines are kind of like really exploding in terms of people really you know eating them and and um, being familiar with them and you know and, and so we have kind of. Bust out uh, with this product line, and then move to some other exotic, uh, you know, fruit juices later.
0: Oh, interesting. And what what have been for for the products that you have? Uh, I know we've been inter- introducing them, and we've been asking some distributors and some retailers to take a look and and. Um, and to your product, sending samples. What have been the reaction from buyers, from stores, from distributors for to, to your product?
1: Yeah, I, I think um, you know people are you know really at first, like you said, because it's a new product. It's just you know people have kind of a puzzled look on their face, like you know date fruit or you know date beans. What is that? Um, but you know, once they first once they smell it, you know, if they smell it, then they're converted. I mean people um just right away, you know, they go to the smell and they say, Wow, it's so flavorful more than most teas that that we've uh that we've um had you know, that we've uh, purchased or drank. Um, especially the ground tea. Our harmony blend has uh, you know peppermint, hibiscus, and cinnamon. People just love that. So, you know, once we get them to smell it and to taste it, you know, they're they're basically you know convinced. Uh, we we were at the uh, uh, national date festival in February and probably gave out over 1,500. It's so many people coming back to buy once once they had a sample. So, um, it's a little bit of skepticism because they're not really sure about it. But uh you know once they taste smell and they taste and you know like you yeah, they they love it and and you know what um
0: there's something very interesting here, old for larry you you are speaking with some of these uh deficient makers for for your product, but remember, I can tell you as a comparison because we speak with uh more than five thousand different deficient makers every month for retailers, distributors and other stores. So I can, I see the comparison. I see what other products are doing. I see what your product is doing. I see the reaction from our salespeople. I see our reaction uh, from our salespeople to your product and other products as well. Hmm. Your product is wonderful. Hmm. The yeah, the people the, the the reaction that we're getting from, from decision makers, from buyers it is three, four times better than the other products. Mm. Now I know that from your standpoint because you're not selling another product, you can't see it. Right. Yeah. And sometimes you might say, "Well, they're skeptical. They're not skeptical. This is completely normal. They're skeptical about." You should see how the products are reviewed. Your your product is absolutely adored. Maybe they're not going to tell you, the buyers, because they have to negotiate with you. And if you, and they start telling you they adore it, the price is going to go up. Uh, but everybody should know that because of the innovation factor on Larry's product, category buyers, distributors, managers of stores love the product. And they're telling us they love the product because they've never seen it. Of course. They don't know where to place it. That's one of the problems I see. People say, "Should I pay? Should I place it with coffee? Should I place it with tea?"
1: Yeah, but that's completely that's...
0: normal. I wish every project
1: was like your project, Larry. My life would be so oh, easy. <laughs> I, I appreciate say a lot of that from working with you guys. I, I think too that you know my initial plan out of the gate um is basically to create a. Uh, blue ocean strategy, which I don't know, some of the pe- people on the call may or may not be familiar with that, but you know, basically, blue ocean strategy is is looking at a product and how you market it, how you create um, a place in the market that um, is a blue ocean, which means you have few competitors or no competitors, rather than a red ocean where you know it's just like the sharks are feeding and you know you're. you're you're really scrapping for every percent or half a percent of margin. So we wanted to create a category bending product that would get us out into areas that, um, you know, people would see a lot of value and a lot of uniqueness. That And, you know, we don't have as much competition, hopefully none. Um, so then we grow. We, you know, we want to get into people's families. We, we want to sell and get our, our products into families uh, of that you know, they pass it on to their kids, they pass it on to their friends, everyone, you know, Unite is kind of like that coming together and, and just really having a great time, having beverage, sharing in the community and, and really, you know, um, you know, really taking that with you and, and when we say social flavor creation, that's another, you know, we want people to take it with them and to, uh, you know, uh, share it with, with others. And, and for, for to understand,
0: you can read a book. Called, it's called Blue Ocean Strategy, so you can learn about this. Right. It's a wonderful. It's a wonderful book uh, for entrepreneurs. If if we have a lot of entrepreneurs listening, uh, learning and education is a big part of being an entrepreneur and a, a large part of being a leader. You have to educate yourself because you will you will convert yourself into a mentor. If you are not educated, how can you educate and be a mentor? Blue Strategy, other books, are, are a must. I try to go through at least one book per week, plus audios and uh, book summaries, magazines, and other uh, TED Talks. I, I, I listen to two or three TED Talks before I even check my emails because in the morning, it's very important to be inspired. You don't want to wake up to tasks. You want to wake up to dreams how can I reach a dream not just fulfill a goal but fulfill a dream and remember entrepreneurs want to reach goals social entrepreneur wants to reach dreams and I invite you to reach dreams education is very important the blue ocean strategy if I put it into into product Larry instead of saying I am going to create an energy drink That would be a red ocean energy. There's hundreds of energy drinks. I personally developed about 18 energy drinks, so that can give you an idea of how many are, are out on the market. He said, no, I will compete where there's absolutely nobody. I'm the only one. So by default, I'm the market leader. I'm first to market. I have something completely unique. That is a blue ocean strategy. He's not competing on flavor. He's not I will develop a different flavor for an energy drink or for this existing product. That's not a unique selling proposition, and that certainly is not a blue ocean strategy. What you see here from Larry is an incredible unique selling proposition that fits into the blue ocean strategy perfectly. Hmm. Yeah, but just great. a... a, a a mentoring moment
1: there, Larry. For, <laughs> oh, <you>. Appreciate that. <laughs> for yeah, I totally to- totally agree. Yeah, yep. So, and, and, and really, and like I said, my, my thesis came out of an educational experience. So, you know, just however I got to this, it was through reading a lot of reading, a lot of talking to professors, and you know, trying to figure out uh, can we really make this happen? And tell
0: us something something uh, that I always like to ask. What are the goals? what are your goals your personal goals for for this endeavor
1: well you know i, I obviously i wanted to be you know i wanted to be successful but uh, you know I, I wanted i want wanted to find something that would like like you said not be uh you know a uh, a me too kind of a sound I wanted something to be different i can be out there to people um really getting attention um, and and I want the company to to really be involved in the community um, you know to really you know from my perspective I, I want to bless other people you know with, with a great product with people having something as they come together and and they share together and they enjoy that time together I think it stems out a lot of kind of my kind of personal background um, and and so those are the kinds of things um, I want the company to to be out there and to give back to the community as well as be very successful, um, and and really create value for consumers and for my business partners, you know the the distributors and and the stores, um, you know which is which is really that, that whole kind of blue ocean thing where you know we're not fighting about you know percentages but but we're enjoying some value and. And, you know, everyone kind of makes money and and has fun at the same time.
0: Beautiful. And and also, I should mention that we're working on some projects. that will also go to places like Tibet and and give back to those places directly so that there's a direct connection from the product now and the people who produce the product. And I think that's, that's sensational as well.
1: Right, we we want to be a sustainable, you know, kind of fair trade. I mean, in the U.S., there is a fair trade organization, but it's just much different than the what you find outside the U.S. Um, and so, we we want to do things to help growers, to help small growers who find difficulty selling products into the market, like in the in the date industry. Um, you have small farms, you have big farms and and every time you have, a, you have a a agricultural environment like that you you have small farmers who who have difficulties getting their products out there so we wanted to work with small farmers here you know when we bring in products from overseas um, you know we, we want to do the same uh, really give back to the community so that everyone participates and everyone feels like they're successful because this product is, is able to uh, you know be successful as well. And how fast do you want to grow your company is, is are
0: are you working on a on a 2 year, 3 year, 5 year
1: Yeah, plan? my mine is like a five, you know, mine is like a 5 year plan where, you know, by kind of by year 3, I'm I'm really falling in line with some of the other companies who gained kind of national attention from you know the, the Coke and Pepsis of the world. So you know getting into 10,000 accounts um, on in five different cities across the US on each coast and, and really being kind of recognized and, and able to uh, you know give you know any, any shareholders and and you know that we have now some opportunities for exit in case you know we have a bigger investment later. But also we really want to get our products into the hands of people everywhere. So in order to do that we need money. You know, so we have to, you know, raise money to order in order to get these out into all the urban areas and into stores so people everywhere can kind of share in this uh, this kind of fun California uh, sunny type product, you know, grown in the in the Palm Springs area, Coachella Valley. So Know, we, we have to, in order to grow, we got we got to have some investment. So you know, we're kind of on a five-year trajectory to where we will then be a you know twenty million dollar company or more. Okay. Now,
0: you mentioned investment. Okay. How 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 do you plan on on compensating investors? What's going to be your exit strategy?
1: Well, like I mentioned, you know, an exit for early investors now. Now, if we have any angel investors. Um, you know before any venture capital rounds, you know someone who comes in now um can you know potentially when a, when institutions come in later, they can be they can kind of sell their shares or get out you know in the second round. But if they stay along, you know, it would be kind of a strategic round, let's say from a bigger company or from like an a um, uh, initial public offering if we do something in you know three, four years. We'll, we'll do a public offering and then at that time you know we'll'll we'll give uh, we have a lot of you know exit opportunities for early investors and we'll be able to also give other investors a chance to to come in and, and grow with us. So you know really it's kind of the same thing as everyone else. You, have, you know founder money, you have angel money, you have VC money, and then you've got bigger institutional money later.
0: Absolutely, and, and and I think the fact that you have a proven track record and you already raised a hundred million dollars, it's going to work to your favor. I know that with the investors that I've talked about about your project, uh, like you, just because you have a success. And remember, a lot of these investors are looking at you. They're not looking necessarily on at your project, at your product, but they're betting on you. And that's very important for for other entrepreneurs to know that. A lot of investors like your product. Most investors, especially professional seasoned investors, will invest in you, not necessarily in your project. And then if you do do something correctly, they will continue to invest in you uh,
1: in different projects. Yeah. And then, like I I mentioned before, but if you – I, like, religiously watch Shark Tank because it's just such – you know, it's just that that's for the entrepreneur – you learn so much, and, and the main, you know, I you see so many times, you know, the the sharks are out, you know, not because it's a because it's a bad idea, but because the, the entrepreneur, you know, says, hey, I want you know you to spend your time on my company, or I, you know, there's many messages out there about you know about the entrepreneur that that just you know worries or concerns that uh, you know the shark, and I've also seen the other ones where everyone's out and then the person just says look you know i will work night and day i'll never sleep i'll never eat i'll do whatever it takes and then one of the sharks will come back in they're like you know i believe that you're going to make this successful and so it's all about the entrepreneur um and how successful they are what their track record is and or can you make people believe that you are going to make it happen no matter how how few hours you're going to sleep you know you're going public with with my other company, you know, we, you know, four hours sleep a day. That's it. You know, other other than that, you're on the phone. You're talking to investors. Um, you're you're setting up the transaction with your with your uh, securities lawyer. You're going through documents. You're reading through reams and reams of legal paper that binds you to this investment. I mean, you just have no idea how much work you have to do, but. You know that that's what you do to then get that that cash infusion that then you can make your company successful. Oh,
0: absolutely. Well, let's talk about a, a little bit about the future. What is going to be your 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 company structure? I, I see that you're going to have your your company and then you're going to have some Asian products, water
1: products. Yeah. What about
0: the the vision?
1: Yeah. We're so we're looking at. Different ways to satisfy crowds out there who who really don't have different types of uh, the drinks uh, beverages we, we think that they would love. Um, you know, a lot of this comes from my experience living overseas. You know, I lived in China for many years, and when I got there, I realized you know I can't find an American hamburger or a really good malt shake. Or you know, there's so many food products that you get there. You just can't find it, and then when you find some, some restaurant that's making it, it's terrible. And you just so you know, you I really want to bring authentic type beverages to people who um, are are here. You know, they live here. They're looking for formats that are American, but they're looking for taste and ingredients that may remind them of home, remind them of when they grew up. You know, it's fresh, it's healthy, it, it's good for you, it's not laden with a lot of sugar. Uh, and so that's what I'm really kind of scouring, you know, the, the globe, I guess. Right now, we're, we're working on some here in the U.S. All the ingredients come, you know, are local here in California, but later on we'd like to bring some in from, from overseas. You know, you mentioned we're working on a Tibetan water. So we're doing a lot of stuff that, you know, really is going to still be blue on and be different. Beautiful, I love it. And you're
0: attacking the beverage industry right now. Do you plan on doing something non beverage or is
1: it all in the beverage industry? I, I think mostly right now we're looking, you know, if we're successful, I think that will, you know, give us an, enough to do. And, and as I mentioned on this slide here, I mean, it's really interesting that, uh, you know, that the CEO of Coke, uh, Mutar Kent, Said that, um, that you know Coca-Cola is now refocusing its uh, business on the U.S. and you think, wow, that's crazy. You know, it's a U.S. company, but seventy percent of their you know revenues come from outside the U.S. and they focused outside the U.S. for many years. But now they realize that you know we're the only Western nation with a with a, a growing uh, demographic, and so I think with that beverage. With that beverage um, you know with beverage lines into those growing demographics, you know we'll have definitely enough to do over these different uh, over these next number of years. Oh absolutely. And
0: beverage industry is, is very unique and it's very sexy, and valuations are high. They can go up to ten times gross sale. But one thing that everybody has to remember, investors have to remember it, entrepreneurs have to remember it, is you need a unique selling proposition in a blue in a blue ocean. You need an entrepreneur, and then you need to focus on execution. That means acquisition of ores more most likely, and that's what Larry's doing. I know we have some investors also live on the call, so that uh, they know. What's happening, and Mary's focusing on all three that are important, uh, and that's why she's on the phone, and that's why she's being successful.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, tell, t- us about, t- tell us about tell us about the problem of, of beverage shortage.
1: Well, you know, I think, like I said, our, our really value proposition is finding unique beverages that that. That really are not in the market, and you know we've talked so many years about the the u s population about you know being a melting pot, but we 're really not you know that's just kind of a myth or or it, maybe it was true years ago, but but not now you know we're really like what they call a a salad bowl we're, we're a, a a country where you have so many different uh, immigrant and ethnic populations that are are you know sometimes they're too secluded. But also they're they're very unique and they're very authentic. And when you go there, you feel like you're in that country a little bit, and you you get the feel of the streets. And you know, I don't know, growing being overseas for many years, I really love that. So you know, it, it it's a way to look at our our demographic that's that's different. You know, so it's not just a sugar, you know, high fructose corn syrup uh, kind of drink, fruit drink for your kid, but it's. You know what are those kids who who grew up with uh you know families from overseas or whatever diff- different experience you know what are they used to to drinking and eating or drinking and and you know what you know what is going to satisfy them you know and their families so that that's basically what we're looking at doing perfect now tell us about the the,
0: the first brand, which is the portfolio of uh, uni and your soft launch.
1: Right. So so uh, obviously with, with your guys' help, uh, we put together all, you know, everything, our booth, you know, all of our marketing material. Uh, we had photo shoots, videos, you know, we're walking around. We basically um, kind of landed at the National Date Festival in Indio, California. Which some people have also heard of the, the the Coachella Music Festival. So it's in the same, it's there in the same place. Um, so we, there's about 330,000 people who go to this festival every year. Um, and so we just landed, we, we put our products out and, you know, we, you know, basically gave out, like I mentioned, over 1,500 samples in about a, a, a 10 day period of time. Um, and, and just really let people know what we're doing, what, you know, our date products there in the date capital of the world and you know many people were skeptical that we could even do this but um after tasting smelling and seeing, they they were believers and you know we all of all, all of the uh the sales that we made at at that festival came after people sampled our product so there you know there were no surprises um and so we got facebook going twitter at the same time and and just really um, you know, trying to understand what consumers were looking for, um, and they loved our product, and really for that target market, everything just, like, worked perfectly. Um, and so we are just really happy about that. And, um, you know, people, for, for our, our latte drink, Mexican chocolate latte drink, we were just giving it away for free, and people were begging us to pay for it.
0: <laughs> you know, they just say, give give
1: me a big cup, yeah. I want a big cup, not a little sample cup. <laughs> I'll pay for it if you give it to me. So that 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 is very you know, very kind of uh you know, you just yes, you know, we hit the mark and, and we were really happy about that. Well it's important it's important to to mention also that you
0: have intellectual property here because the process for the is your
1: process, so it's part of, of the brand's intellectual property. Right. Right. Yeah. So we have our own processing. No one else has really done this on a commercial grade. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we have all the trademarks, you know, all, all of the other things to kind of protect ourselves and, and really get a, a leg up in, in the industry. So, um, yeah, I think overall, uh, you know, we're looking kind of, uh, we're out talking to investors and, Taking this success and catapulting it to uh, you know all of California you know and then across the u s perfect and and just just so people know
0: very uh, started like a classic entrepreneur with with an idea with a big picture with experience we help them with uh, The business side of the beverage industry which is what we know uh, including sales distribution research positioning and then product development uh, formulation making sure that it fits the market making making sure that the package is appropriate the size and everything that goes into packaging and now and I work personally, Larry. I, I do some coaching and we have some joint ventures together. It's usually uh, uh, when, when, when you enter in a relationship, and a partnership, then you start looking at other opportunities and what else can you can do and, and this is where we are right now. We're looking at new products, new projects uh, and other things that we can do together in this industry. Uh, and and a lot of entrepreneurs can learn from from Larry and what he's doing. Hmm. And Larry, what's what's next for you uh, after after you 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 get your funding? What's next? Are you going to be with this company? Are you going to
1: yeah, grow it? I, Are you going
0: what next?
1: Yeah, I just you know I want to go along for the ride as as long as as long as possible. I mean I, I'm pretty. I'm I'm pretty realistic about what happens with uh, companies who, you know, really, kind of grow and and attract national attention, and and you have bigger food companies or beverage companies who come along, and you know, there, there is a something to say that you know, a, a Coke or a Pepsi, you know, they've got distribution and they're able to get products into places that you know, are just very difficult for. You know, uh, just a, a lone entrepreneur, even someone with money. So, I mean, you just have to realize at a certain point in time, you know, uh, they they can really get it into the hands of more people, and that's what you kind of look for. But you know, I think it's fun to, to uh, you know do what we're doing and entrepreneurial, and and to really you know, bring this to the market. Um, and and that, that's I want to stay stay on as as long as I can. You know, as long as I can uh, do that. So, uh, but I think too, you know, I just want to express that, you know, working with you guys, you know, I have made mistakes along the way. You know, uh, not not, you know, and what it helps you help is to kind of um, mitigate some of those, or or, you know, keep me from making other mistakes and and different things like that. So I think that's the value that you bring. That you know, I, I don't know the whole lay of the land, but I do, and, and so working together kind of helps me get on that launching pad faster and with fewer uh, fewer mistakes. Because at this point in time, mistakes always mean money. You know, and when absolutely. You're young, when you're young, when you're a young company, you don't always have a lot, so you want to make as few mistakes as possible. That's right, and and you know it. it, it, it even at this
0: time. For me personally, a lot of these mistakes that somebody can make, it's time. And, and you get yeah. to a point where it's more valuable than money. And for me, all of these learning opportunities and what I try to pass to you and other entrepreneurs is not only that you save time, that you save money, I mean, that you save time. Because at the yeah. end of the day, uh, what we'll want to get back is time.
1: Yeah, and you want to get into the market as fast as possible and in front of people, and you know that kind of thing. So yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, most most entrepreneurs that that I work with tell me uh, by the second year that I saved them about three years and at least one hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars, and and that's what they know. Uh, what they don't know, right? Is <laughs> uh, probably much more because I spent. Almost two million dollars making mistakes. So hopefully, all of those mistakes I can pass to you and to other entrepreneurs, so that they don't make those mistakes and they don't spend two million dollars in, right. in three years finding out what to do.
1: Right. Exactly. So yeah, it's it's a it's been a very beneficial, you know. And the other uh, beneficial pro uh, relationship. The other thing I want to mention is also because I knew. You know, I didn't want to be a guy out peddling drinks at a farmer's market. You know, I, I want, so I knew I had to get someone with professional experience and connections and and that kind of thing. I just, you know, that was. I just wanted to launch this on a kind of a national scale. So, you know, um, I think that that warranted the expense of of uh, working with the with with you guys. Beautiful, and and also. If people
0: want to get in contact with Larry, if you have more questions, if you have, if you want to buy the product, to distribute the product, or if you want to get in touch for investment opportunities, you can go to the website and there's a form and a telephone number there. And you can go to his website or you can go to my website and get in contact with Larry, uh, or get in contact with me as well if you have questions about your product. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There's the information
0: and 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 she'll be happy to to answer any other questions or requests for distribution or, or retailing for investment or whatever you have yeah i, I now, totally agree now you can ask your questions so we'll have we'll have some of our of our listeners use their chat mechanism to Ask questions. So let me see here. Let me let me turn on the chat. Chat is moderated so that people can can be sure that their their your questions are private. So if you have questions, and again, you can ask questions about social entrepreneurship, about distribution, uh, about Larry and Larry's background and Larry's company. And Larry's idea and how he came about to start this company—anything that you want, distribution, exporting China, because Larry knows about—he lived in China, so he can answer questions about that as well. And we, we have some questions here. Let me let me start. Uh, Larry, how long have these products been out? The first question. Uh, uh, what was that again?
1: How long have these products been out in the marketplace? Yeah, it's just. Basically, we spent the first year in R&D and kind of getting commercial, you know, our supply chain set up. So, uh, basically launching back at the end of February at the Date Festival. That was kind of our, we're still, that was like our soft launch. And then after that, we started working with uh, Jorge's sales call center to, to start opening up um, store accounts.
0: Beautiful. And, and, um, just, just so everybody knows what he's talking about, we have a call center uh, for sales and distribution. We, we, do, we call brokers, we call distributors, we call depending on the needs of the brand. Uh, with this particular brand, we have a specific strategy, which of course is proprietary to Larry, so we cannot discuss it, but we have a, a proprietary strategy of how we're going to get his specific product to, to market. Every product is different, uh, but we can get two people, five people, uh, twenty people, a hundred people on the phone calling. Uh, you probably don't need more than one, but <laughs> if you would need it, um, here's another question: uh, how, how much have you invested the
1: first year? Yeah, I think so. Probably like uh, you know, rule of rule of. Some, you know, we we've got uh, four different drinks um that that we've put through a lab and and commercial process. Um so, you know, it, it's going it's going to take you probably you know, 200,000 or something like that to to get to get to, to this process. Um you know, we've also had to spend a lot, you know, some on inventory and that kind of thing, but um you know i i think it it's uh you know it it's like like a friend of mine said you know it's an expensive hobby, but uh hopefully you don't uh you know you you actually get past that hobby stage into uh you know a lot of the uh, sales <laughs> that's right um
0: there's another question here about uh, angels in in d c Uh, Jim the first thing that I would invite you to do is I have a group on LinkedIn you go to LinkedIn and you search my name or you sort you search uh, venture capital and I have a group called venture capital join the group it is the largest deal flow group on LinkedIn and then I and then from there I take some of the best ideas and I send them to specific investors so again you go to LinkedIn and you join the venture capital group. It's a blue icon, and you start posting your 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 project there. You might also want to just go to orgelson.com or some of my other websites and and put your product there, uh, so you can start talking with somebody in the office to see what your next steps are. And of course, education. We have videos. We have audios. We have books on the beverage industry and more books coming on the beverage industry. So learn as much as you can. Uh, go to my deal flow uh, group. It's about 10,000 people, and most of them are investors of every type. And that's a good place to start, and it's free. Oh, so You can't beat free. Okay, next question here. Uh, this is for you, Larry. It's from Matt. What steps did you take to begin your company? Was it from scratch, or did you have a previous uh, company or contacts?
1: And what's the best mm-hmm. advice for a new entrepreneur? Um, you know, I, I think, you know, I started basically uh, from my uh, the roots of my thesis from my master's program. So obviously I had kind of the... The advantage of having supply chain experts, marketing experts, you know, other professors who help me kind of um, get through some of that, that content, um, you know, for the for my business plan. Um, so really, you know, it's interesting. My my re- my business or uh, my thesis, uh, some of my research shows that um, you know, uh, you're more successful as a business. Uh, when you create a business plan, and, and you know people say that time and time again, but many people don't believe it, but you know really research bears that out. And I started with a business plan, um, and then started looking for experts to help me um, execute on it. Um, and and so that's when I kind of got linked up with uh, with Jorge's group, um, and and I also found an innovator who was doing this innovative uh, beverage product. So I kind of brought the
0: innovation
1: of the beverage together with the um, entrepreneurial approach and then the expertise of the, of the industry. So, um, you know, I just realized early on that that I wouldn't be able to do the whole thing myself. You know, I had to really get some experts in to, to help me do it.
0: You know, that, that's, that's right. And something important here for new entrepreneurs is you need a business plan. And, and not only as an entrepreneur, but as a person, you need a life plan. Uh, so planning is terrific. You, you have to plan your day. You have to plan your week. You have to plan your year. You have to plan your life and your marriage, your kids, and you also have to plan your business. Having a, a plan for everything, and that doesn't mean that you should write a thousand-word or or thousand-page plan for for your life. Start with bullet points with your business plan. For your new beverage adventure, start with bullet points. Start with your vision. See some of the videos we have. We cover most of the things that you will need for a business plan on free videos, free teleseminars, and on the book Build Your Beverage Empire. And by the way, we lowered the price to $2.99 on Kindle so that everybody has access to it. We couldn't give it away, uh, Amazon doesn't let us give it away. But the lowest we could get it to is 299. So that is the roadmap to your business plan. Start with that. Learn. Learn about sales. Uh, take video, Look at videos, audios, books about sales distribution. Learn as much as much as you can, and have your plan. That's a, that's a great great advice from Larry. Hmm. Let me see. Next question. Um, I'll, I'll answer this one Larry. it's about social yep. media marketing um, and Facebook uh, this is this is a good question and it's also a trick question remember when you when you're in the beverage industry beverages are infrastructure heavy uh, Larry's not drop shipping his business model is not to drop ship to 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 customers his business model is actually to sell it in stores Uh, when you use social media more than you're targeting the whole nation and it is very difficult to target just one location uh, geographically the best thing for Mary and other entrepreneurs is to put his efforts into retail the social media part is easy and I see a lot of mistakes along media. I see companies spending thousands of dollars not one or two I have spoken remember remember we get forty 50 sixty calls every single week and I've seen a lot a lot of companies spend a lot of money in social media don't spend a lot of money in social media use it with your friends invite your friends and if it gets viral it gets viral but even if it gets viral you get thousands of people you cannot drop shit beverage type of product is 20 to 30 dollars per case for drop shipping if you go and you sit in front and and by the way I've had this in the past if you go and you sit in front of the seven seven eleven buyer and you tell him you have 10 million likes on Facebook he will kick you out of his office he doesn't care he will ask you how many stores do you have now do we use social media for Larry we do we use search engine optimization. We use social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter and, and other things, uh, but they're a complement. His business model is not around social media. Social media is a complement in this particular industry. Other industries are different. Direct response is different. But in this particular industry, we need to focus in, on stores first. And social networks that are business networks like like LinkedIn more than Facebook even Let me see the next let me see Uh, I did some research and you're the only beverage expert I found well that's a trick question (laughs) Um, I I think that the, the CEO of Coca-Cola is a beverage expert. I think the CEO of, of Pepsi-Cola is a beverage expert. I've met several VPs uh, of, of, uh, of Coca-Cola. I met the president of, of pepsi Bottling Group in Mexico. I think they're all experts. Now, uh, you're not going to get a call with them. I think that would be the difference. I and, and you can get a call with me. <laughs> I think their niche is to be executives and they tell me they're not entrepreneurs, they're employees. And I'm a beverage expert that happens to be an analyst for Wall Street that happens to be an entrepreneur. I own my own beverages. I've owned my own distribution companies and I advise, I consult and I mentor other entrepreneurs in, in the industry, I think that would be the difference. There are other experts, it's just that they're uh, president, CEO, VPs of, of these companies. If I am president and CEO of a publicly traded company, uh, but I also help entrepreneurs because I'm passionate about helping entrepreneurs and convincing them to be social entrepreneurs and, and change the world. Um, so it's a trick question. Uh, let me see another question. Uh, we have quite a few Larry, so I'll I'll go I'll go through them in order here. Yep. Uh, let me see. Uh this from Dennis. Hi Larry, are you already
1: making a profit? Uh, or what uh, is your timeline <laughs> for that? Yeah, I wish. Um, you know, I I think any realistic business plan, you know, it's it's to really kind of get back in the black, it's gonna be, you know, year two. I, I think we will make um if we if we stay on plan, we will uh you know, break even towards the the end of the first year in terms of, you know, the expenses that are you know, the variable expenses and so on for our you know product, but you know actually we'll put out so much marketing dollars that um you know we will not really be in into the black until the, probably the sec, second year and that's a, that's an interesting an interesting point
0: uh and this is also for for new entrepreneurs um in in your goals will depend also in in on your growth and your in your strategy for rapid growth if you want to grow organically or if you want to grow rapidly if you want to grow organically you can show a profit sooner if you want to grow very rapidly you will not make a profit very soon because you're investing constantly in growth and many companies that invest aggressively in growth will never experience a profit until they sell the company and it settles down uh, because that's not the strategy. The strategy is to grow, 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 and to provide value, stockholder value, through that growth, so that stockholders don't make a dividend, don't make a percentage of profit. They actually make money what the company sold or goes public, et cetera. And that's the right. rapid growth. At the same time, this is why these companies are so interesting, because now can go from zero to five and then $10 million dollars 20 million dollars have a 100 million dollar valuation very quickly because of, of his plan for accelerated growth. Uh, so it's a different strategy: rapid growth versus organic growth. All right. right. Uh, I have another question here for you from Andreas. When would you recommend a reverse merger? When? Yeah, I, I, I think they mean it at which, at which stage. And and, and uh, he's asking, taking into consideration um, the
1: cost of a reverse merger. Yeah, I mean it, it it is you know it is a fairly expensive endeavor. So you know by you know doing working with the lawyers and getting the uh, the the shell company, um, you know going through that whole transaction, it could easily cost you you know half a million dollars. So. You know, you really have to have sales to kind of, you know, typically out to, to support that, um, or you know, investors who um, know who, who are willing to go through that process with you, uh, because afterwards you you have to also have the expense of accountants. You know, have to file your your financials uh, reports with the uh, you know with the SEC every quarter, and and for the, your annuals, your 10Qs, 10Ks. You have to do all your 8Ks. When you have any, um, you know, news that go out that goes out about the company, so it is fairly expensive. So I would say you you need to really have some, you know, the revenue to support that, um, and and cash some cash to to support that process or investors who who want to do it. So it's usually done, you know, usually it's two three years down the road, um, you know, typically. Although you, you can do it earlier. Some people do it a little bit earlier. Mhm. And Andrea, um, a
0: a, um, a reverse merger is not necessarily an exit strategy because I see that's part of the question. it's It's an exit strategy combined with a funding strategy. So it's an exit strategy for the early investors. So the people who invested first in the company can exit can sell some other stock because it becomes public immediately. So let's say that you invest $500,000 in, in your company and you get a lot of stock, of course. Uh, it goes public through a reverse merger. And you can exit and, and some of your, at least make your money back and maybe even double your money with, if there's volume in the stock. But, but also, it's an opportunity for the company to continue getting funding. And let's say that you don't sell all of your stock. You maintain some of your stock and you can continue selling for years to come because the company is executing Getting contracts, it's getting sales, uh, and then it's good for everybody. It's good for you as an early investor. It's good for the company because they're getting funded. But it's not a mixed strategy because the the executives are not going home. They can <laughs> they have to execute and continue to work. Uh, and and Larry, the, the when you did that reverse merger, uh, nobody stopped working. On the contrary, you grew from 13 million to 500 million
1: yeah you have to one you have to really execute on your on your business strategy after that you know once you get money from investors they're always right there you know every quarter trying to wait and find out what's happening and then you have to go through and 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 find detail talk about you know your your financials about your business strategy you know what's working what isn't you know keep them abreast of things that are happening that are you know um uh, affecting the company and and so really you have to be ready to just execute on your plan uh, you know once, once you get that the, the cash in that's right um, and and
0: Jill uh, Jill has a, a product which is an alcoholic product and he has she, uh, she has some uh, some product in some stores, but uh, it's difficult to grow um, Jill. It depends on your personality, first of all. It depends on your age, what you want, your goals, and your personality. Uh, personally, what I would do is get funding. Uh, I'm not, I don't have the patience anymore to, to grow organically. I I want to grow everything exponentially, and I want it quickly. I, I I like to see things grow very quickly. I don't care about giving a percentage of my companies away personally. But again, that's my personality. That's what I would do. Get funding, get some money into the company so that you can grow, so that the large distributors take you. Now, whether or not they take you, they will not open accounts for you. So you have to go and open accounts. And remember, in your industry, you have to make the account, you have to make the brand on premise. So you, you a lot of your work will be going to bars selling the product in bars, and then you'll make your profit later on in retail. But the brands are made on-premise. So focus on-premise, go out and open bars. Now, let me tell you something. If you go out and you open 100 accounts, the distributor is going to take it. Are they going to take it, then go open 100 accounts? No. Even if you're funded, they will not do that. You have to go out, open the accounts, and invite a distributor to participate remember distributors are not necessarily salespeople; they're distributors um, Scott asks about the privacy of uh, the developing stage I think for Larry Larry has um, true and this is not very common but Larry has true intellectual property into this brand because he it's a profit a formula can be duplicated so yes you have privacy Yes, we have secrecy in the formula, but unless you discovered a new ingredient from the Amazon, it can be du- duplicated. Uh, it's just a formula. Somebody can reverse engineer it. If you have a process, then you're talking about something real. If you have a new discovery, you discover a new fruit, then you're talking about something different. Otherwise, a formula is a formula. A good lab technician can create it probably in two days. Whatever that formula is, they can create it in two days. Your unique selling proposition is never your formula. Never, ever, ever. I have a video on how to create a unique selling proposition. It's free. Um, Call the office or email the office, follow the link on Jorge Olson, and ask for it. Uh, It'll tell you what is and what is not a unique selling proposition. Now, do they sign NDAs? Uh, yes. Everybody will find one. That's not a problem. But again, that's not a unique selling proposition. Um, Jim uh, Jim had a, a question about somebody taking his brand. Uh, that's a tough one. I think that's one for the attorney, Jim. I don't think we can
1: help you with that one. Trademarking, uh, yeah. A lot, a lot of trade. Got a good, you know, trademark and patent attorney, you know. People, entrepreneurs hate to spend money on that stuff, but, um, you know, at some level, you know, you, you, you have to do it or else, you know, you, you can't, uh, you know, someone can steal it. That That's right. So, so Jim, uh, how do you keep
0: it quiet? Well, trademark it, for starters. Uh, trademark it so, so at least you can show it. You can show something. Um, uh, investors will not find NDA. If they sign NDAs, they cannot do their job. I don't sign NDAs when I look at brands. Imagine, I get 40 calls a week. My lawyer, I would be bankrupt in lawyer fees if I had to to sign 40 NDAs a week. Uh, Investors probably get 100 calls a week, so they will definitely not sign NDAs. It prevents them from doing their business. Uh, You have to protect yourself with trademark. And remember, if your unique selling proposition is just the name, Uh, You're not doing your homework because just your name is not a good unique selling proposition. You need more than that. Once you have your whole package, then you go to investors, and you make sure that your package is not easy to copy so that there is some separation, some barrier of entry there. The other thing to remember, investors don't want to be entrepreneurs. They want to be investors. They have the money. You have the time. They don't want to be in your shoes. They already have the money. They want to give the money to somebody else and let them work. They don't want to work. Let me see. Another question for you is, uh, is your are your beverage whole is your beverage whole foods ready?
1: Uh, that's that's a good question. We're we're, you know, in talks with uh, you know, we've met with Trader Joe's, um, you know, we're, we've we got some contacts at, uh, you know, Whole, at uh, Walgreens and, and looking at Whole Foods and, you know, basically what you have to be, you have to be ready is your facility has to be ready because they do an inspection. Um, you know, you have to have your ingredients ready uh, to make sure that it doesn't, you, you look on their Site and make sure that uh, you don't have any ingredients that are, are listed there. You know, you, you may need consultants, people who know what what's needed, like you know Jorge and his team, to find out. You know, what certain things are they looking for, or what certain things are a red flag. Um, so I think you know we're pretty we're pretty close. Uh, you, you also have to have money so you can have you know ensure a, a marketing campaign. Um, so yeah, I think you know all of that. Um, they're they're definitely a target, and so we're we're working on that right now. And Casey, if you mean
0: if you mean from a from a, a specification side, uh, yes, the product is ready for Whole Foods. Uh, from from uh, everything else side, we have to go through some some uh, some hoops, which is completely normal. But from the specific side, from the from I mean, from the ingredient, from the type of product, uh, yes, the product is ready. It's ready for, for whole foods and the natural market uh, in
1: general. And food and food we is ready for the natural. And we told our formulation lab that that was our goal, so they, they knew that from, from from the beginning. Yes, the the product was developed to to fit the, the natural
0: trade. And yeah. uh, that's uh, I, I love that trade and, and we, we we talked extensively about it and it was part of the of of the business plan to target that trade specifically. And Larry, I wanna thank you for being with me and spending this time with with me and everybody else. I really appreciate it. I know your time is valuable. Thank yeah, you for thanks. giving us all of this great information.
1: Yeah, I know, appreciate it. Uh any any time. Uh, it's been I love talking about it beautiful and
0: thank you for uh, thank you to everybody for being with us we had a lot of people on on the webinar today we we're, we're going to have a webinar every week we have it on Thursdays and then you can call the office or go to the website and send a, a link if you want the video they will tell you how to get the video for free you can pause the video. You can get other videos on how to create a unique proposition, how to become a social entrepreneur, how to get distributed. Just follow any of the links that you see here and send a, an email, how do I like get the videos We'll give you the videos or whatever you want to ask. The videos are free, like I said. Go over them. Join us next week. Thank you for being with us. I know your time is valuable, and I appreciate that you spend your time with me. I'll see you next week. Bye for now.